92.7 WFNZ. Mac and Bone with you. Seven o'clockers. If you're just joining the party, welcome aboard. It's good to have you all with us. Uh, we will talk more about uh, the Panthers NFLPA report card. How did the players on the Panthers grade so many aspects of the organization? And then how did they grade the owner, David Tepper? Um, if you've heard it, um, you know where we're going. If you've not heard about this, that's coming up at 725 here on the Mac and Bone Show. Uh, we've got to talk about more college postseason expansion because it's 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 everywhere you look right now. And, you know, this happens, Bone writes, every year. There is some sort of, of people trying to push an agenda of expanding the college football playoff, um, the one or the or the college basketball NCAA tournament field. Yesterday, I read an article from one Joey Brackets. Joey Brackets apparently or the Lenard dog, as we now call him. Yes, there you go. Joe, Joey Brackets apparently doesn't have enough work to do. Bone. He would like to stick eighty teams in a bracket. He would um, like to add some work for himself here. He wants an eighty-team field. He wrote a whole article on ESPN.com about it. And I'll say this. I am so anti-expanding the NCAA tournament any further that I'm very close-minded on this. I will say this. I mean, it's about as as good of a piece as you can write about this, um, trying to bring up points um, about conference expansion and, you know, how many bids will go to each conference. And he's really worried about mid-major bids. He's really worried about, you know, deserving mid-major teams losing more bids through conference expansion to what he calls the middling majors. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Bone, right? Those teams that are just barely squeeze in from a Power 5 yeah, conference. Yeah. And you're like, that Power 5 conference team had 11 losses? They got in there? Like whatever. They're usually they're be. like in a 7-10 game. They're yeah. like the 10 seed or whatever. Yeah. So that's what, that's kind of the argument he is making. It's just, I read it. I tried to like read it. It's just hard for me. And I don't know how y'all feel about this. And everybody listening feels about this. It's hard for me to keep an open mind when I hear about this. Hell, people in the sport, Bayheim's been trumpeting 96 teams for years, and we all thought well, it was he, just to get your to make sure your team's he, not on the bubble he, every year. He did, he did <laughs> hang out in the bubble quite a bit towards the end there. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Is there any is there any way you would ever open your mind to expanding the field, or are you like me, where it's just like it feels like the perfect sporting event? No, to quote the great Mike Tyson, this is ludicrous. <laughs> I do not think, Mac, this is necessary. It's already a watered-down sport. But the one saving grace that we all still love is that the end of these seasons that we all know it's not what it used to be. We don't have to go through every reason why, but it's just not on a national level, the regular season, what it used to be. But, Matt, the one thing that we have, the one thing that we know and we can cherish and look towards from November to December to January to February is the NCAA tournament. You may not like college basketball, in November, December, yeah. but when it starts to get rolling towards March, you it's get invested special. and it's set up perfectly right now for what it is. It's a watered down sport that still has this pot of gold at the end of it that we can all cherish. Why do you want to, in a watered down sport, mess up the one thing you have going for it? That's the one thing you have. Yeah. You want to add more watered down teams to a sport and make the regular season even less meaningful than it is now? Don't. Touch March Madness. It's the perfect. It's as simple as that, man. You touched it once or a couple times. You got the 68. Let it be. Yeah. Just stop it. It's a couple of things here. It's I'm with you. I just the schedule's perfect. Like, 
You've added on the play-in games. I would have kept it at 64, but okay, we'll add four. But then adding another 12 teams feels dramatic. And by the way, the way Lenardi proposes you do this, Bone, is you play six more play-in games. You add 12 teams, and that's six more play-in games. And it's like the play-in already is just kind of eh. You know what the play-in is? And then you want to add six more eh, you know? You know what your play-in is? The regular season. Or the conference, Your conference tournaments. tournaments. No, That's, no, here's the yeah. adjustment that needs to be made, and I'm far from the first person to say this, but I agree. What's, what When a T-Mac from these smaller schools advances, let them have their moment. Let them have their Thursday, Friday, get them out of the play-in, and use the play-in for all these bubble teams. The, middle, the middling yeah. majors. Let, let the, uh, let the um, not the 16s versus 16s, let them in. Let these, yep. let these majors that barely are in there, yeah. let them fight it out for those 11 seeds. Let, let, the, let the Villanova play uh, Pittsburgh this year. For let, let those teams work their way in. Let those smaller schools have their full moment. They get in Mac on a Sunday night, or you know they're announced on Sunday night, and then by Tuesday night, they're already out. Let them have a little bit more time in the spotlight than they get. That's what I, I would. That's the change I would make. I don't think that's terrible, but just adding on the teams, it makes it less of a special accomplishment if you get in. You then have lesser teams in the field too. I feel like it waters the field down, and it just feels like it's the perfect schedule, right? Yep. We just map our that whole first weekend is just perfect the way the games and. You sh I just don't want them to mess with something that feels oh. perfect. There's so many things in sports, Bone, that I'd be all about changing that seem unjust or incorrect or whatever, right? We whine about them all the day, all the time. I could be wrong. Y'all tell me on the text line, like when you hear that there's more talk like there is every year about expanding the field and Joey Brackett's is penning a, a piece of why we need to go to 80. Like, does this bug you like it does us, and they don't stop either, by the way. It'll, well, that's, yeah. it'll go from 80 to 84. To 80. It'll, it'll Stuart, never they'll end. announce the 80 and then announce they're going to 96 before, before they, they even put it 80. in place. <laughs> Stuart Mandel said the exact same thing, Bone. He said, Joe, he said, Lenardi, you make some really good points about going to 80. He says, problem is they go to 80, I guarantee you they're going to 96. And then you've completely altered the field. Flounds, I feel a flounder NC State, joke, uh, NC State joke coming on here at some point. Well, they oh, need, one, they the need 128 to get in. So, you know. <laughs> Kevin Keats right there is like, any chance we can get this 80 field for this year? I don't know if it helped, though, would it? 80. No, they still wouldn't uh, be in, according would. to Joey Brackett. Yeah, it wouldn't help. It wouldn't help this year, at least. Um, do you believe, Flound, that this is something? Because you know we as sports fans – Never agree on anything. No, very no, that's not, that's not true. Come Does on. this not feel like one where it's like we have to be, if not 100 percent, we have to be in the 90 percent range, right, of fans yes. in certainly around here in basketball country that don't want this change. Like well, that. I mean, look, there are teams locally that would probably like this. A team like Wake Forest, that would make it easier. So a loss like the other night wouldn't probably be nearly as devastating if you end up you know, probably bowing out early in the ACC tournament. But I mean, yeah, you, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why you want to mess with this. I mean, I, I, what you're saying about watering it down. Yes. But I do think like you look at some of the teams that would be in, so just going off of his latest bracket, cause he, he has the first four out, which would be in, in this scenario, next four out and the group that's being considered. He has yeah. four teams there. <laughs> So the thing that's crazy, three more Big East teams would make it in. Villanova would be in, Butler would be in, 
and St. John's. Also, the the thing is, he oh my says, God, that unathletic St. John's team that makes Rick Pitino miserable. They, they've won the three. They won <laughs> three in a row. It's one of his favorite groups in Providence. It's a motivation <laughs> technique. But you said that this is about trying to put more of the mid-major teams that that's what Lenardi. That's what Lenardi advocates. He would have two extra mid-major teams that would get in. So he James even have Madison, a lot of mid-major teams missing out. Yes, James yeah. Madison and Princeton, and both of those are in the group that's being considered. So if they lose in their conference tournament, you would qualify that as probably not a great loss, and they wouldn't make it anyways. Yeah. So what is that argument? This is going to yeah. sound Come good on. when Mac and I are talking about the next 40 out of a tournament. <laughs> next Georgia Tech's in the next 40 out. <laughs> this texter says, y'all can make all the jokes you want, but as a Wolfpack fan, give me a hundred-something teams in this damn thing. <laughs> I guess there is that. Fans of teams that don't regularly make it, that are, but but then you get in. Are God, you really, Boston College fans would be so fired up. But okay, you're in like we we go to 120, whatever the heck the number would be, 126 or eight or whatever. 128, yeah. Like, are you even pl- like you're playing in the round of 128? Are you really in the tar- if you lose there? Are you like did you what'd you do? What'd you accomplish? By the way, everybody, uh, there's the questions being asked. Why would you want to do this? And a bunch of you have nailed the reason. Uh, money, the NCAA, and and one of you nailed it beautifully. Um, uh, one of the textures, I forget who it was, but uh, brought up the fact that the NCAA right now, Bone, is paying a ton of lawyer fees, and they're losing a ton of court cases. Right? We saw the injunction in Tennessee. Right? The NIL injunction. That's yeah. another L. Right? So anyway, um, the NCAA doesn't have many real, true ways to make money anymore, except the NCAA tournament. They're a desperate organization. It feels like the motivation to do this would not have anything to do with the event itself, but just an opportunity to make more money. Great right? point. And that's and a lot of y'all have called them out on that. I feel bad for a guy like Greg Gumble, Mac, who's got to do the selection show for one of these tournaments. In 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 East Bracket Four Dash B, it's the Saskatchewan Fighting Owls. Uh, <laughs> oh, the the uh, imagine, the sele- your, imagine your brackets would be on poster boards. Selection. Turn it in your office bracket on a giant poster board. <laughs> selection Sunday show definitely going to uh, hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Charles Barkley trying to figure out who this 128 team is. Uh, uh, <laughs> hell yeah! But how's Barkley going to analyze Bone Team 95 or 96 in the field? He can't even cover the 68. Holy crud. This dude says, I have listened. I have listened for a half hour, and all you guys are doing is whining. College sports is evolving. We all as fans need to quit ride, uh, quit the whining and just hold on tight for the ride. That's a Boston, Why? What Boston, is that all about? That's a Boston college fan. Why so, so you're basically just supposed to act like even if you don't you don't like what's going on you're just supposed to sit back and take it we do a radio show what kind of crap mindset is that by the way i get it if he's saying like uh, him as an individual he had like we as individuals have no say in what gets done yes you're right about that but we're doing a radio show the college football playoff is about to approve a 14 team playoff before they even play the 12 team playoff the uh, college basketball is the event that that many of us believe is the most perfect way to crown a champion and guys doing sports radio aren't supposed to whine about it if we don't like it. Like, wait till we're wait not t- saying we're going to change and stop the momentum, but come on, man. Wait till the championship game ends and we all wait around for one of our favorite things, one shining hour, where it's an hour of highlights. <laughs> oh, that editor, a one shining moment is like, oh, dang.
Man, his job just got tough, Bone. It really did. So anyway, 14-team college football playoff coming. Could be approved here in a couple of weeks before they even do the 12-teamer for two uh, for two weeks. And Joey Brackett's out there trying to maybe. Do you think he gets paid by the hour, and this would increase the hours that he has to spend working on bracketology? Is that his? Is that his avenue well, here, Bone? Uh, he, he can't. <laughs> he can't leave his bunker until he gets all these teams in. He gets paid by the team. So if they go to 80 teams, he gets paid more. A text, a texter had a great shot at Lenardi. Um, this way, Lenardi will miss less teams. <laughs> he will guess teams being in the field. If the field's larger, he will get squeeze them in there. All right. Anyway. When we come back, more on the Panthers NFLPA report card. The good, the bad, and the temper on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. WFNZ, Mac and Bone with you. Seven o'clockers, glad to have y'all hanging out with us. Um, uh, my new guilty pleasure is uh, is something that my fellow co-workers last week told me I needed to indulge in. It is the Charlotte-based uh, reality show, Love is Blind. I am addicted to it. We will talk about it later this hour. I need to know how many people out there are addicted to this and watching this. And then I'm sure I'll hear from how many people think it's a ridiculous waste of time to be watching this. this. Is, but we, I can't stop watching this show, Bone. Y'all were right. We like to call this spoiler-free radio also. Not everyone's caught up. People still have ways to go. So it'll be an overarching discussion on the quality of this radio show, of this TV show. Yes. I don't want people spoiling stuff. We don't you. need to discuss the quality of this radio show. That stands for itself. Everybody clearly. Yeah. Okay, anyway, I'm laying it on thick. Based off some basketball opinion, some texters, Mac, might not be seeing too well. <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's talk about uh, this NFLPA uh, report card uh, uh, situation. It's the second year that the NFLPA has done independent surveys, uh, had independent surveys done of their players. And they have used it to come up with report cards for all the organizations out there. The Panthers rank 17th overall. And there are a lot of areas on here, Bone. And, and I'm sure we can ask JJ about some of these things. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure he'd be willing to talk probably about a lot of the things that got you know good reviews from Panther players. There's a lot of things over there. And again, I guess you, I guess... Some of these things David Tepper deserves a little responsibility for, right? Some of these things are good, like um, apparently a lot of players pointed to the new chef that they got over there, and that's why that their food and cafeteria grade was uh, was what it was. What did they end up getting there, Bone? B, treatment of families, B, nutrition dietitian, that's B+. Plus. Okay. Locker room, C+, plus. training room, C+, plus. training staff, A-. minus. Weight room B, 
strength coaches A. So the training staff and the strength staff got it very good, very good marks. This is, you know, how based on how the players independently respond to questions on your particular team. Uh, team travel, B minus. Head coach, this is this is for Frank Reich, A minus. Wow. So the players like playing for him, Bone, even though we were a train wreck. <laughs> you know, I could kind of, I could kind of see that though. The results weren't there, but that's a good man. Yes. But yes. that's a guy that they probably felt bad that it didn't. I don't think there was any vitriol or negative attitude towards Frank right now. A previous coach back, we hear stories, and we heard stories when he was here that they're. I don't know how highly what graded. What was rules grade last year? Because it's they did it last year. This is the second year that yeah, they've me, done this. Let me look it up. It, he couldn't have graded out that well, right? Man, but just, the thing is, did the they, grade? Was, <laughs> the, was the grade specific to him, or did they kind of balance it out because Steve Will? Well, this one's specific to Reich. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe I, it I would, is. I would figure it, it is, although he didn't last quite as long as Reich. Now, Matt, one made it five games, the other made it like seven or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You keep talking. I'm going to look up well, last year. Well, here's what it said, Bone, about Frank Wright. Because you can go to NFLPA.com. And they you can, did not have owners and coaches on there last year. Oh, they year. didn't. They That's had, a new they, part of it. Families, nutrition, weight room coaches, training room, staff, training staff, locker room, travel. Owners and coaches must be new for this uh, It's one. a new thing. Okay. Um, what they said about Frank Reich I is um, overwhelmingly the players said he listens to the players. When he was here, for the time he was here for, and he was uh, efficient with their time, and that's basically that. What led to Frank Wright getting a good grade? But there's a lot of things in here that makes you think. There's a lot of things over there that players like about their work environment. Again, I know a lot of people are thinking, "How happy can they be with things? We're two and fifteen, and I get it. And I'm sure that part of it, I'm sure they were downright miserable with. But you know, any work environment. You know, even if you're in sales and your sales team's having a tough time selling the product, like some of these work environment things you're still going to care about as you try to improve your your performance. The the worst grade is David Tepper, is that ownership grade. And like you said, I didn't realize this. This is the first time of of the two years of doing this that they have graded ownership. Uh, that I can tell I, on the NFLPA website for 2023, I don't see the category. I don't know where it is or Whatever, but if someone knows, I just don't see it on their list from last year. I don't know where it is. So it is. So he is the 28th graded owner. He gets a D. David Tepper gets a D. And the reason given is players feeling like the owner is not willing to invest on behalf of his players. A guy that is worth $20 billion, the second richest owner in the NFL, and your players over there feel like you aren't willing to spend money. And, um, the number one thing, reason for this, is believed to be the turf surface and the non-grass surface. 100% of the Panther players said they would rather play on a grass surface. And we looked it up. That's all the players. But that, is, that is. Bone did the research, so I didn't have to. All right? And you don't either. That is every player that was surveyed saying they'd rather play on grass. So... And David Tepper, I, rem I, I remember this happening. Josh Klein tweeted out about it yesterday, but I do remember this now. The way he talked about, you know, expenses that won't be spared, Bone. That he'll go above and beyond what other teams are willing to do for expenses, things like facilities. And now you find out the players basically think that you're not doing that. And this comes on the heels, Bone, of David Tepper raising season ticket prices on average of over 4%. After you win two games, 
He doubled the win number with the percentage the ticket season tickets are going. I feel like that's a bad ratio. Your win to, to ticket price increase ratio should not be one to two. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that, that's you? a bad. So he's not exactly an ad campaign. He is having himself a weak bone. Should this bother? I'm asking all fans listening. Should this bother fans when they read this stuff about how, how Tepper grades out 28th, he gets a D, and the reasons why that players are unhappy about the surface and that, that they feel like it's being done because it's cheaper to maintain, Should and, and he's not willing to invest, should this bother fans or should this just be a thing that bothers his employees over there? Yeah. Like, uh, should this bother us? Does it bother you? Source just told me this was the first year for ownership grades yeah, of the report yeah. card. Um, I, it should. I, I, here's the, the complex part about this system. The other stuff is not bad, is it? They're 17th overall, despite the ownership grade being a D. Everything else looks like they've got some stuff working there. There's not really well, – there was a C grade in there for what, the training – the training room was a C, whatever it was. Uh, training room and locker room C plus. But it feels C plus like, was the lowest otherwise. It feels like everything else is heading is in the right direction there, except for the ownership grade, and most of that is not on that stuff. It's on the 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 field surface stuff. That's what this. That's what his grade is so low. It's the the winning, but for this grade, it feels like this was all about the players not wanting to play on that surface, and that's why he got that grade. Everywhere else. Looks like we're doing pretty well here. And, and in fairness to Tepper, those other things can be a reflection of Tepper too, right? You That's go out yes. there and increase yeah. the, you, you get a new chef that, that they apparently love, or you know, what I mean, everything else that gets graded well. I'm sure he oversees all of that. Treatment of families, but, the other 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 teams, Matt got bad grades for treatment of families and their daycare systems. Like and, and the Panthers have one; they have a daycare system during the games and stuff like that. So and, and, don't, and don't, don't don't make your Bryce Young jokes. All right, I know. <laughs> I see. I already see where it's coming from. Bryce. I know what's going to happen. No, Bryce Young is not in the daycare. All right, I'm going to tell God. I'm, I'm stopping gonna, this right now. I'm going to answer my own question, Bone, as I like to do. Right, I like to ask them and only really care about what my answer is. Right, that's how I roll. That's you. This is a this fans should care. I'm seeing some fans say they don't. Care care about this fans should 100% care about this um if if the players do not think the owner is willing to invest money on their behalf and he's worth 20 billion dollars how do you think morale is because of that you're already a two-win franchise you already have this owner bone that at times is a loose cannon that is meddling you already have this owner that embarrassed the organization in the city by throwing a drink on somebody and now we find out the players feel like He's not willing to spend money on us or our safety. Like, I just, and you brought up the, a great point, too. How do you think that looks to prospective free agents that we try to sign? Like, I, I believe we already look, Bone, like a dysfunctional train wreck to free agents we're trying to sign. I saw, I think it was the Four Man Rush Twitter account. Um, Tremendous is, work they wait, do. Those guys are just great. They're, 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 they're Panther fans, but they call it the way they say. I just love it. But they said they talked about a Panther tax in, in free agency. If we want to get somebody, we got to overpay because we're not a desirable place to come play right now. And listen, it's harsh. And in some cases, it might be true. This doesn't help that bone. This doesn't help our reputation around the league. So I 100%, not to mention the lack, like, all the studies that have proven that turf is not as safe as grass, and now we find out this really bothers our players, like that bothers me as a fan. That You said it right there. You have to not only make your players happy and what benefits them now, but you have to think about future players and the guys that talk. If there's a free agent, I, 
even if it's one or two guys. If there's a free agent out there that asks a player here, man, what's it like there? I'm a free agent. And the player says, hey, man, it's great. You know, we've got this and that. But telling you what, man, this surface is rough. That player might go, well, you know what? Man, but that, if, the, if the playing surface, and we don't know, stops one player of note from signing here, what what are we doing here? You know what I mean? That's yeah. a really good player. And we don't know what – it's money – but there's also other decisions in players' minds, and if a player feels like he might have a career cut short because he came here, what 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 are we doing here, man? We do have some people standing up for David Tepper on the whole turf issue. This texter says, Mac, I remember y'all saying over half the teams play on turf. Let's not act like this is only a Tepper thing. That's true. Not every team in the league, though, was fined for the turf last year after playing in that was because of the game outside. And that, that added something to do with ridiculously cold. But you're right. That wasn't a good look either, right? Put that on the list, right, Flound? I mean, how many teams just... play in cold that have turfs? Like, I mean, look at look, look, like MetLife Stadium doesn't have that problem. Yeah, that, yeah, I can't so, remember any complaints about it. Here's a texter that says, multiple texters have said this. Mac, it's not about the concerts, why you have to have turf. It's about the soccer games, the 17 home matches. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's 18 if you're on the League's Cup, right? Um, he says that's why you could not play all the soccer and all the football games and take care of the grass. Uh, I do know Chicago, both teams have played at Soldier Field for, for a while. They used to do it in Nashville before they got their own soccer-only stadium. So I feel like they pulled it off. I, I, so I don't know. I don't, I don't want to act like I know all the things, Bone, about maintaining a grass surface. Right? Like I don't want to act like I'm the sod master. The sod king or something? The sod father. Uh, you know, like, oh, that's what they call that dude, George Toma, right? Yeah. I, I would make I myself I the sod master is what I would be. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to make myself seem like an expert. But it is a problem if you, if the players think you're not, in general, not willing to invest in them. And this is a spe specific, like, it's a problem, isn't it? I, I have a question. And I am not a man of uh, the means that David Tepper is. But I, I needs to be asked. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. You're talking about soccer-only stadiums that a number of – how many teams back in MLS have those? Do you know that soccer – top of your head, is it a – Soccer-only? Like, so, There's soccer-only stadiums that they play. They I don't mean, how play. many There's teams actually now. play in NFL stadiums? Can David so, Tepper – NFL stadiums is – well, they got Seattle, you got Atlanta, okay, to Carolina's the, turf. To, like I said, Chicago, I believe, still right. does it. NYCFC's in Yankee Stadium. To get yeah. the best of both worlds – can Tepper not do that eventually and have a soccer-only stadium? That way it saves the football surface. I think there's a spot down in Rock Hill that might be perfect. <laughs> like if, he, if, if, if it's all about soccer, if soccer is a big reason why this is happening, Tepper's got money to build a soccer-only stadium if he wants to. But he also has money to put grass down, too, and maintain it probably, right? Yeah. Like yeah, unless, yeah. unless some sod master tells me, someone that works in, in, in you know turf management or whatever can tell me like you can't do it. That's another thing that's been blamed on before is we're in the southeast. But I do think Nashville did it for a while where they would have concerts, they would have football, and they would have soccer, if I'm not mistaken. P-Man says they do it in Chicago and the field sucks. Huh. So P-Man, I don't know. Is he? He's. I guess he's basically saying it's hard to, to accomplish. Willie, Willie P said that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the P-Man, baby. Do you call yourself the Suds Master? Or sod master. I should be the suds That's master. That's what someone called you, the suds master. <laughs> <laughs> um, the texts are going crazy, though, here. This texter says, I love the way Mac and everybody become turf experts. You guys don't know a damn thing. Bone Man doesn't even own his own damn lawn, for God's uh, sake. What do you think? Wow. What do you think? Yeah. And I'm, I'm proud of that. 
could if I want to, but I don't. I've got I don't have time there to maintain a law in my life. What do you think the T in my name stands for, huh? Turf bone. <laughs> I'm admitting I don't know the ins and outs, but I do know he has twenty billion dollars. So if it's a, if like if it's real expensive, like can you maintain all these events, have a grass service in the southeast, but it's just really expensive? Because I know some I know he has some cashola. You know, that's the problem, too. When you're the second richest owner in the league and and you're perceived to be cheap, and that's what the, the report card said, is that players believe he's doing this to cut costs. When a guy worth $20 billion is perceived by his employees to be just cutting costs, that can't be good for morale. Yeah, what are you saving money for, man? What are you saving money for? I mean, for a rainy day? You could, you could buy another planet on a rainy day if you want to. <laughs> uh, Matt, this is offensive. Taylor on the WFNZ FanDuel text line. Did Matt call himself the Spuds Master? I do enjoy a good. I do enjoy a good potato, sir. A good loaded baked potato oh, or I some am. fries. All right, I sir. I am all about some Spuds. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see here. This guy says. Um, this dude said, "I majored in turf management, but I failed out after the second semester." <laughs> So he has nothing for us. Did you not? You didn't get enough. You didn't get far enough in, sir, to be able to answer any of these questions. I mean, how far in were you? You're out there looking at the grass and seeing what's going on, and you're out. I. It, uh, by the way, if I you, know there's a lot more than that, but the second semester feels like you didn't get that deep into this whole thing. If, well, he didn't, and that's why he has no insight other than just to tell us, hey, I majored in turf management. I guess they didn't get to this level of turf management. If you think that's bad, I have a high school buddy bone that went to West Virginia, and you know West Virginia is all about partying. In Morgantown, right? My man made it one semester, got all F's, and his parents said there will be no more funding for college for you. <laughs> and he now works back in where we grew up, York, Pennsylvania. He's like a great chef or whatever. I owns his own restaurant. So it worked out fine for him, right? But like, yeah, one semester, every grade is an F. And your parents yank you out of college. Wow. So turf management guy, you made it double what my man did. Mac, I, right. I don't want to out the university locally or my my late friend that uh, God rest his soul uh, when he played college baseball at that local school. Matt, do you know in his senior year where he went every Tuesday night as an athlete for his class on Tuesday nights? History of the circus. History of the circus. <laughs> Yeah, he had to study up on the circus. <laughs> what I, I always think well, about, I took badminton. I took a badminton class. So what am I saying? Some of those classes always make me laugh. He'd, he'd, be, he'd be reading like a circus book, and we're like, what is this guy doing over I, here? I was in a badminton class, and one of the girls in our class beat me one-on-one -on -one in badminton. That was a rough moment. <laughs> My buddies still remind me of that moment. So, yeah, you could take some ridiculous classes. Uh, this texture, I heard they called you Larry Birdie. <laughs> Larry Birdie. We got a texter here, Aaron from Charlie. He's like, don't soccer teams also want to play on grass when the foreign teams come? here they they uh you know they will change the grass yeah they do i guarantee you the soccer players feel the same way especially ones that come from overseas i mean playing you know it's it's very rare overseas to see the game played on grass so uh, or on turf so yeah i guarantee you the soccer fan soccer players are welcome it too i guess the question is could you do you know 18 soccer home dates all the nfl dates and all the like this texture said, God forbid, Tepper um, sacrificed the concerts. But in fairness, there'd be a lot of people in Charlotte who'd be upset if those concerts didn't come here. Right? Yeah. 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 So we have to admit that people do like the concerts being shot. That's probably I don't bad. Tep didn't get that Willie Nelson concert that got announced yesterday, though. <laughs> Willie Nelson and friends is coming. You know, imagine imagine the uh, the smoke signals going up from the, that show. Those are some turf management majors. 
right there. Willie Nelson and his friends, they major for life in turf management. Oh, nobody <laughs> nobody knows grass like Willie Nelson and friends. Oh, my uh, goodness. Back on a serious note, we're going to have fun when we come back talking about the show Love is Blind, the addictive nature of the show. Max all in. Who's all, in, baby? Who out there is in on this? We're all in. Real quick, serious note, because multiple people asked today for an update on Mark from Gastonia. Uh, still hospitalized. Um, it's going to be a few more days. A little unknown right now. He, he's battling through multiple things. But we know Mark, uh, he's he's going to fight with all he has to get back to normal. If you want to send Mark a tweet, I think it would go a long way. Seriously, at Mark Baker 6060. At Mark Baker 6060. Send him some love. It'll go so much further than you even know if you send him a tweet and say, Mark, we're thinking of you. He's battling. He's uh, part of the family here. We're thinking of MFG right now. As mentioned, we're going to have some fun when we come back. The show Love is Blind, Mac. We're treating it right now like it's a professional sport on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. WFNZ, Mac and Bone with you. Um, let's see, one last thing on the uh, whole turf situation, Bone, before I uh, talk about a guilty TV. Uh, <laughs> Where they're fighting for their own turf over there in yes. terms of their territories. Guilty pleasure TV show that includes all residents of Charlotte. Y'all need to watch this thing if, you, if, you, if you're streaming on Netflix. But uh, before I get to that, Willie P chiming in, right, um, uh, with, with some uh, insight on the situation. He maintains it's not as simple as throwing money at it. Climate and region play a role, too, in whether or not, Bone, you can maintain grass. And that's, and that's the question I'm asking. But I'll say this. The players don't seem to want to hear that, right? No, based on on the grade that they gave Tap Daddy. Could College Mac maintain his grass back in the day? Could who? College Mac maintain his grass back in the day. College Mac didn't dabble in the grass. More hops than grass. You know what I mean? More hops than grass involved in my life. And badminton. College and post-college. It was was beer and badminton. (laughs) This dude says he would pay for video of Shuttlecock Mac back in college. Oh, we got to get we got to get Mac back back on the on the badminton. That was humiliating. That girl, she damn near spiked it in my nose too. She just that finishing point too when I played her in badminton in my badminton class. She spiked that thing and it damn near came right back. Birdie on nose. I was <laughs> I was Birdie like Fabio the, when he got hit by the bird in the nose. <laughs> Birdie on the beak. Uh, is there a female listener out there that's willing to play back in badminton so we can get back out there? Who again? am I, Bobby Riggs? Bobby Riggs against Billy Jean King? Oh, jeez. Oh, I moved God. on now from badminton to pickleball, baby. All right, I moved on now to the sports that oh. I suck at that I had tried to play. All right, let's talk for real quick. And I and I and I get it, man. There'll be a lot of people that are like. 
even Max watching this trash TV show at KB. KB's been in on this show for weeks. You guys last week, I just want to follow up on this, Bone, before we sports it to the max again. Top of the hour. With but, Mr. Janssen. Yes, yes. J.J. Jansen will join us, ladies and gentlemen. Top of the hour, little Snapchats. But um, you guys were telling me how good this show is. And, and, and I wouldn't watch it if it didn't have all Charlotte residents in it. Like, that's kind of, I, I kind of felt like that was a hook and something that, you know, kind of a pop culture Charlotte type drew thing your, right now. It drew your eyes to this season that was coming out. Yeah, yes, and yeah, I kind of feel here. like it's a pop culture Charlotte thing that, that we should probably, you know, talk about a little bit here, right? It's not every, it's not something that happens all the time where it's people that are in Charlotte. I'm sure we got some Mac and Bone listeners on there, some of these fellas, all right? The way but, they act, I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, are y'all have you how many how many of y'all out here have watched this show and found this ridiculously addictive? I've gone through since y'all last talked to me, it was about a week ago, I've gone through 9 episodes, Bone. <laughs> yeah. And I usually don't stream like that. Like I usually just stream these goofy shows on the weekends. And kind of just, I'm stick to sports guy usually during the yeah, week. These guys. are 40 minute bad boys. These are I, an hour point. Yeah. These are hour. They're, they're long episodes. What makes it so addictive? The Charlotte angle is kind of cool. Now they're back in Charlotte, so you kind of see some great shots of the city and stuff like that. Um, what What do you think makes this so addictive? I, I mean, I have gotten into these kind of trashy dating shows in the past. Like back, like I yeah. watch my wife and I watched Bachelor together for years. So I'm not like. I can be hooked into them, but this one has drawn me in, Bone. Because I think we can see from afar, it's a goofy concept where you get engaged. So people know, you, you go through oh, a Oh, Love is Blind. Did I say Love, love Island? Love again? is Blind. I think they, I keep saying Love Island. They go through a dating <laughs> process in LA on a re, in a reality-built complex where they have to find their, their person they want to get engaged to. And once they get engaged after going on these dates where there's a wall between them, you have to get engaged to then meet the person. Then they go on a trip together. And then after the trip, they go live in the city for that season. So right now they're in Charlotte living their lives. They have Mac about six weeks total to meet each other, to talk, to go on a trip, to get in the house. And then the end of it is when they actually Once get, they get back to Charlotte, it's three weeks to their wedding. So we're watching these <laughs> Which is rid ridiculous. You're watching these ridiculously fast things happen. And I think the entertaining part is Mac, we know how crazy it is that someone could fall in love and get engaged that fast. And we can kind of see where it's going, where it's like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then you watch see, it play out that way. See, my man is a bum, says they are uh, trashy people and terrible couples. I have to be honest with you. And I realize some of you already think we're lame because we like we like this show, right? Like if if this sort of reality TV is not for you, it's just not for you. I not just, the smartest, I, not the smartest fellows sometimes on this, this no, season. No, but neither are they here. <laughs> neither are, neither are they on the Mac and Bone show. <laughs> neither are guys in general the smartest. Um, to be honest with you, but like the thing that like I I am rooting for these couples like they're the Carolina Panthers. Like some of these couples it's going that way. Some of these well, couples, well, some of these some couples of I love. I'm not saying all of them, but some of these couples I absolutely love. So, like, I, I get invested, man. Like, there's one that's not working out, and it got me, man. It got me last night when I was watching. So, <laughs> I don't know. I But but there's also an aspect of the ones that if they aren't good couples, it's still kind of good, like, relationships falling apart, train wreck TV. There's that aspect of it as well. Oh, because there's love triangles it, involved, too. Oh, yes. You had that going on. Yeah. And this isn't, a, this isn't a spoiler, but this is more into why it's addicting that we're also at the stage now, Mac, where the people they didn't choose are working their way in in terms of like seeing them in a in a 
certain setting here. So now you're getting the the did they make the right choice type. But there's another layer here where the people that didn't match up are still involved. And that's oh, yeah. that's where the reality TV you got to sort of. Is that the peak drama? You got to wait through a little bit of the conversations. You got to like The Bachelor, right? See, there's, I don't mind it, though. But no, but I'm saying some, I don't people, mind that. some people think it's kind of slow, but you have to get through a couple of those moments. And then the, when the fireworks hit. Oh, man, we're off and running. I don't mind it. By the way, um, uh, shout out to, if you want sports ties, we're getting six to sports text right now, Bone. I give you a sports tie. I only, watch, I only watch the news in bowling and football. <laughs> My man Clay was a All-American track star at South Carolina, lives here in Charlotte. They all live here in Charlotte now. And A.D., the woman he is, is, is engaged to or whatever, right, um, she was a Patriots cheerleader. So there's a sports time. Yeah. That's a all-American sports couple for you right there, yeah. man. Athlete, cheerleader, bing, bang, boom. Sports guy, go watch it. And Clay is Charlotte through and through, man. He's an Eagles fan. What about Let me take it a step further. He's an, apparently an Eagles fan, but when they went in and showed his closet at his place, he had a Bengals jersey. Or a, no, Dolphins. a uh, Dolphins jersey. Yeah. So we're, he is your typical Charlotte resident. <laughs> we got we got Sarah Ann on there. She's a Bengals fan? Yes, she Brit- is. Brittany is a, uh, is a South Carolina grad. Yes, she is. She so is. She's a uh, big Gamecock fan. So is Clay. They're both, they're both from there. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, yeah, Gamecocks, go ahead and root, man. Maybe, hey, it'll, hey. maybe it'll work out better in your football season. And they said the Gamecocks can't win. <laughs> <laughs> Love is uh, blind. It's on Netflix, season six, the current one. It's all people that live in Charlotte. It's a lot of cool shots of Charlotte. What a beautiful city it is, too. They show all the overhead shot. Like, what a freaking beautiful city and, we live and in. And how man. can Flounder factor into this show? You need Flounder to get up in the DMs. You got to get to the guys and say, we need to go out there together, be wingmen, find some ladies. You guys are down. You didn't pan out. I'm your guy or Flounder. You get in the ladies' DMs that maybe it didn't work out. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, they are not getting a lot of those messages. Going, trying to get the wingman from the guys. Look, some of them may listen to the show. Uh, come on, guys, let's you gotta, let's you go gotta, out. You got to try. I, I would love about, a crew. I'd love a crew of Flounder and three Love Is Blind dudes out on the town picking up. I, I got to tell you, <laughs> me, me and my guy Johnny, I think we could do some damage out there. <laughs> I, 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 I would, I would DM Sarah and Flounder too if you have a shot here. Okay, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll I'm sure. It, we'll time, we'll time it up case. for you here. All right, that's the Mac and Bone Show. Uh, Love is blind. Uh, topic there. Addictive, man. Addictive, y'all. Does JJ Jansen watch these shows? We can ask. We can we'll ask. find out next. JJ and his weekly segment, Snap Chats. Is that what we're going with now? Yeah, baby. Not. We're not naming this segment anymore, right? No, it, it failed. That was a fail. JJ Jansen's up next on the Mac and Bone Show, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.